Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Netanyahu returns to Israel PM, your news update, and we talk Call of Duty on this edition of Arbitrage News Weekend, starting right now. Hello and welcome to Arbitrage News Weekend for November 5th, 2022. I'm Joshua Stark. Former Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has won this week's Israel election. Final results showed Thursday, clearing the way for him to return to power. Prime Minister Yair Lapid congratulated Netanyahu and instructed his staff to prepare an organized transition of power, his office said. The state of Israel comes before any political consideration, Lapid said. I wish Netanyahu success for the sake of the people of Israel and the state of Israel. Lapid, who has served as interim prime minister for the past four months, made the announcement just before the final results were released showing Netanyahu securing a parliamentary majority with his religious and ultranationalistic allies. Stellantis and the U.S. government are warning owners of 276,000 older vehicles to stop driving them after Takata airbags apparently exploded in three more vehicles, killing the drivers. The company, formerly Fiat Chrysler, is telling people to stop driving Dodge Magnum wagons, Dodge Challenger and Charger muscle cars, and Chrysler 300 sedans from the 2005 to 2010 model years. Stellantis says it confirmed that the driver's airbag inflators blew apart in two cases, killing two drivers of 2010 Dodge Chargers. The company suspects an inflator rupture in another case that also killed a driver of an unspecified 2010 Dodge. All three deaths were in warm weather U.S. states and happened in the past seven months, the company said. Amazon is pausing hiring for its corporate workforce, the latest move by the company to cut costs amid worries about the wider economic environment. Company executives have decided to halt new incremental hires for the entire corporate workforce and anticipate the pause to be in place for a few months. Beth Galetti, the Senior Vice President of People Experience and Technology, said in a memo posted on Amazon's website on Thursday. The company will continue to monitor what we're seeing in the economy and the business to adjust as we think makes sense, Galetti said. We're facing an unusual macroeconomic environment and want to balance our hiring and investments with being thoughtful about this economy. In some areas, it will continue to hire people incrementally. 
Fort Knox it is not, but the stash of collectibles the building holds is undoubtedly worthy of guarding. There's a rare Pikachu card and a century-old card of baseball great Honus Wagner, which recently sold for $7.25 million in a private sale. In addition to the trading cards, there are baseball bats and basketball shoes, including a pair of sneakers worn and signed by the late NBA great Kobe Bryant. In all, $200 million in collectibles are stored in two vaults inside this building. Equipped with some of the latest technology to keep the valuable cachet safe from harm or thieves. A lot of people don't keep jewelry at their house. They keep it at a safety deposit box, maybe at a secure bank, said Ross Hoffman, the chief executive officer of Golden Company, a division of industry giant collectors which operates the vault. More after this. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody, squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly... It's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. This week's ArbitrageTrade.com blog includes, We Can Rebuild Him, We Have the Technology, sort of, yeah. Uh, the future of an Elon-run Twitter, and we talk Call of Duty, but it's not what you think. All of this and more in this week's Arbitrage blog, available now at arbitragetrade.com. Now let's go to the president and CEO of Arbitrage, Mr. Royce Wells, for more. Royce, do you have a prosthetic? I do not, but the older I get, I'm pretty sure one day I may need one. Well, it's interesting because I actually studied orthopedics at oh. one point. Okay. And prosthetics aren't necessarily like arms and legs and, and the things that you would think, right? Okay. They're what are also they? they're also uh hip replacements are considered prosthetics. They're orthotics, technically speaking, but okay. they're prosthetic. Uh you have prosthetic eyes. Oh. You have prosthetic... Uh, could be the bionic man. I mean, yeah, you really can be the $6 million man at this point. But there's something happening that's not being really great to the people who already have prosthetics. And that's oh, the no. fact that technology is not moving forward in prosthetics or orthotics like it should. Um, Why? What's the holdup? Well, you you know, in computers, you have the what is it? The Miller, uh, the Miller. Um, uh, what am I thinking of? The, I have no idea. Okay, okay. Well, Miller, that we, guy. We we totally <laughs> we totally botched that. But it's basically the the postulate that brings forth that uh, technology moves forward at a certain pace 
with a certain uh, CPU and a certain RAM speed. And, oh, yeah, I skipped that class. You know, <laughs> and the thing is, is that that's not happening with with prosthetics, right? Uh, for example, uh, there's a company called Second Sight. Second Sight makes an Angus II bionic eye more than a year ago uh, to pursue a different prosthetic. Now, what happens to the people who have the Argus II? Argus II is actually pretty cool. It uh, It's a camera inside the eye. It was $150,000, including the, the surgery. Not including the surgery. Don't, no. don't, don't sell it short. Not including the surgery or the po- post-operative care or anything like that. Of course, you have to have therapies and things like that to learn how to use it. But there's there's basically an antenna on the outside of the eye that uh, beams images back to the eye um, and it somehow works with the ar- optic nerve. I almost said arctic nerve. Ooh. The optic nerve. That sounds kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I see what you did there. To create artificial vision and the implant and the surgery and the aftercare are really expensive, but as for after support, I mean, it's not like you can upgrade it. I mean, they, they have completely, they have completely dropped the technology and the answer is that, well, basically the people who were, who received the implant are out in the wind. I see where you're going. I am Royce Wells of Borg. We're going to plug in. We got to charge every night. New upgrades, new patches. I like it. Somebody help me. I'm going to be upgraded. You will be assimilated. Comply. Resistance is futile. More after this on Arbitrage News Weekend, including more with Royce. Take that as you will. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that we can give our daughters everything they need to grow and learn. But not every child can focus on classes and play dates. Nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. face hunger. That's one in six. School lunch might be their only meal each day, and it's heartbreaking to imagine any child going to bed hungry. We're dreaming of a perfect day when kids can smile, play, and just be kids without worrying about where their next meal will come from. Feeding America is working to make that perfect day a reality. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. That food is given to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about doing things that make an ordinary day extraordinary. Learning to play an instrument, building a sandcastle, hosting tea parties. Hunger should never be an obstacle to growing up. You can help end childhood hunger in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. The Agriculture Department announced Thursday it is making available $759 million in grants and loans to enable rural communities to access high-speed internet, part of the broader $65 billion push for high-speed connectivity from last year's infrastructure law. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack and White House Senior Advisor Mitch Landrieu unveiled the grants during a visit to North Carolina. There are 49 recipients in 24 states. One is North Carolina's Access On Networks, which will receive $17.5 million to provide broadband service to 100 businesses, 76 farms, and 22 educational facilities in the state's Halifax and Warren counties. Both counties are rural, 
and have predominantly black populations. Rural America needs this, Vilsack said. Rural America deserves this. He made the announcement in front of John Deere Equipment, noting that rural areas tend to be where the electricity for cities is generated and where city dwellers and suburbanites go for vacations. The announcement and visit to North Carolina, a state with open uh, U.S. Senate seats, come as President Joe Biden and other top Democrat officials are trying to sell their achievements to voters before the November 8th midterm elections. Landrew, the infrastructure coordinator and former New Orleans mayor, told reporters on a Wednesday call that the Biden administration has already released $180 billion for various infrastructure projects. The administration is specifically start targeting support for small towns and farm communities, places that generally favor Republicans over Democrats. Rural communities are the background of our nation, but for far too long they've been left behind and they've been under-recognized, Landry said. We all know how essential the internet is in order to access life-saving telemedicine, to tap into economic opportunity, to, to connect with loved ones, to work on precision agriculture, and so much more. That's just beyond unacceptable that that's not available in rural America. Vilsack said that he and Landrew would learn firsthand from people in North Carolina about the opportunities internet access can create. They met with state and local officials, including North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper at Wake Technical Community College. They will also hold a town hall in Elm City. Cooper attributed the broadband advances to the pandemic shutdowns that made people more reliant on the internet. It tossed us into the future by about a decade and we had to make something good out of something bad, he said. He added that one million of the state's residents have been on the wrong side of the digital divide, something the build-out will help to correct. Neither candidate in North Carolina's U.S. Senate race, Democrat Sherry Beasley and Republican Ted Budd, was slated to appear at the events. Vilsack said that past trips show how broadband connectivity is starting to make a difference. While in Nevada this summer, he heard from people in the town of Lovelock who plan to use the improved internet to enhance their emergency responder services and tourism opportunities, as well as help high school students who are earning college credit online. More after this on Arbitrage News Weekend. Okay, so Sarah, I'm dropping you off at Emily's? Yep. And Josh, you're going to? Soccer, Dad. Soccer practice. Right. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to let you know when I pick you both up, I'll be wearing my short shorts. What? No! Yep, and my dorky dad hat, and I'm gonna do my dad dance for all your friends. They'll love it! Seriously? Why? Because I like my short shorts. Of course, I could be talked out of it if you guys would just buckle up your seatbelts without giving me a hard time. It's important to get your kids to buckle up for safety, no matter what it takes. And sometimes, all it takes is your parental powers of persuasion. Okay, okay, we're buckling up. See, all buckled. Good choice. I'll just have to do my dad dance at dinner time. What, what? No! no! 
Do what you have to to make sure your kids are wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Royce, we have an account on Twitter. It's Arbitrage Trade. Uh, do you do much on Twitter? I do not tweet at all. I tell you who the chief twit is, though. Um, would be a Mr. Elon Musk. Oh, okay, that guy. Okay, that's yeah. what he calls himself. It, it that seems it seems fitting. That's even what Jack Dorsey called himself when he was at yeah. Twitter. Um, chief twit. Chief I like twit. It. Hey, chief let's do twit. it. Um, but you know he has basically thrown out everything but the kitchen sink with. Twitter. He's uh, fired. I thought he brought in the kitchen sink. <laughs> See, now that's the thing. No. Uh, so, uh, you know, major personnel movements were expected, but wow, he's he's really taken the knife to uh, to Twitter. He you did he, see that though, right? Yeah. He, he said, "Let yeah. that sink in." Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he tossed out everything but the kitchen sink, uh, including CEO Pag- uh, uh, Parag Agrawal and uh, the chief uh, counsel and a few other people. Not only that, but he's gotten rid of the board and basically made himself the board. Well, hey, I'm sure they got nice golden parachutes, so life's good. <laughs> life's Don't feel good. sorry for CEOs. Wait, never mind. I take that back. <laughs> Need I remind you, you're a CEO? Uh, I hate it when that happens. <laughs> yeah, and we're very grateful for that. But uh, as far as Twitter is concerned, you kind of have to, you kind of have to basically, you know, scratch your head as to what's going on. Um, you know, he, he tweeted uh, on Friday that he's going to be digging in more today, and he, he definitely did. I mean, he's... Uh, He's fired people and he's moved in and it's uh it's it's really interesting to see. Yeah. You no, kinda, I get it. Yeah, yeah. You kinda gotta wonder where he's going with all this. I will think I actually I probably shouldn't uh like this, but it it's, it was a pretty smart move. And him offering to buy Twitter, he put in forty four to basically have the controlling shares, then basically hesitates on being able to do it. Which basically makes the stock price fall, so then he can afford to buy the rest of it. Done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing is, is that is that he literally. It was masterful. In he my opinion. literally created his own deal. If you yes, think about it. yes, he did. 
I mean, he, he stepped in there. He said, I want to pay this. And then the stock, you know, shot up. And then it was like, it was like, I'm not going to pay this. The stock shot down. And he just sw- sw- swooped. Swooped in. And swooped. No, swooped. I, I, I don't uh, know. It, it, this is not woke culture. He sw- he swooped in, <laughs> and he he got what he wanted. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. He strolled right into the company's uh, headquarters in San Francisco, carried a porcelain sink, and and he didn't really didn't really uh, uh, go into any kind of uh, uh, detail about what that entailed. But pretty much, I think he brought in what he didn't take out. You know. Yeah, absolutely, and, and and massively, massively done. I don't like this. And then, okay, yeah, okay, put, we're put done. Stuff out there, and it's good. <laughs> yeah, we're done. Uh, Parag Agrawal's out. Uh, VJ Gade's out. Uh, Chief Legal Counsel, um, and 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 basically every executive is out. So and, does that mean now you're free to tweet as you? so desire not necessarily it isn't a hellscape quite yet it's not free for all and we'll see what he does with it coming up we'll keep an eye on it more after this no word in the english language is less convincing than probably are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date sure Um, we'll probably stay together probably (laughs) it's been 23 minutes since i ate I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Starting this week, job seekers in New York City will have access to a key piece of information, how much money they can expect to earn for advertised opening. New York will require employers as of November 1st to disclose a good faith salary range for every job promotion and transfer opportunity advertised according to the city's Commission on Human Rights. Similar salary transparency laws are being adopted by a small but growing number of cities and states across the country in an effort to address pay disparities for women and people of color. Sahir Kualia, the senior attorney for economic empowerment at Legal Momentum, whose organization helped draft the New York City law, said salary transparency gives existing employees and workers information to better gauge how positions within their workplace are valued and whether they're being paid fairly. It also gives employers a way to avoid liability. It puts their feet to the fire to think about how they're setting pay and to avoid discriminatory practices that were working their way in previously, Koalia says. Harris Sillick, 
Vice President at Artisan Talent, a staffing agency which places hundreds of creative professionals in New York City and across the country, said the law's implementation may initially be tough on the employer's side, but he thinks everyone sees the value. Every employer was an employee once, he said. Business groups, including New York's five borough chambers of commerce, have argued that the law would create dissatisfaction in the workplace and demands to adjust existing pay scales that the employer may be unable to afford. During a labor shortage or in the context of achieving diversity goals, the posted maximum may be significantly higher than the historical salary ranges, the groups wrote in a letter to the New York City Council. Colorado was the first to adopt a salary transparency law in 2019, followed by California, Maryland, Nevada, Rhode Island, Connecticut, and Washington, as well as cities as Cincinnati and Toledo, Ohio. Rules for salary disclosures vary. In some cases, they require employers to share the information upon request or after an interview, with exceptions for small businesses. In other cases, employers must post salary ranges. In Colorado, for example, a recent recent job posting on hiring site Indeed for an executive assistant in Denver advertised a salary range of $57,131 to $88,516 a year. A human resources data analyst role listed a range of $67,488 to $111,355 a year. A retail position at Target advertised an hourly salary of $23.75 to $40.40. New York City's law is similar to Colorado's, but it applies only to employers with four or more workers rather than all businesses. That accounts for one-third of employers in the city, but roughly 90% of workers, according to state labor department statistics. The new wave of legislation marks a shift in who bears the onus for making salaries transparent, with more employers now being held responsible for creating an open work environment instead of leaving to employees to figure out how their pay compares. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. (laughs) The dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. (laughs) So take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting, a Teenager, Learning the Lingo. Jelly. Jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Royce, when's the last time you played Call of Duty? About mm, maybe eight years ago. I have played every Call of Duty until this one. Uh oh, why? What happened? 
I haven't gotten it yet. Oh, well, that that would be why. I'll tell you why I haven't played in eight years. I have kids. You have kids. Yeah. It's an interesting thing to watch with Call of Duty this year especially. It's Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and uh, was just released. Continues a nearly two-decade run for Activision Blizzard and they're a military first-person shooter. I could go into details about that because, you know, I used to be in gaming myself. But, oh, I mean, yeah. the the big deal is, is not about the game at all. It's a matter of fact, it's the battle that's happening off-screen. Call of Duty's at the center of kind of a tug-of-war between Xbox and PlayStation over Microsoft's pending $69 billion purchase of Activision Blizzard. Now, you wouldn't think that that would be a bad thing, but then Sony kind of went, hey, that means you're going to own Call of Duty, one of the biggest franchises ever. Yep. And, and that's that's kind of the tug of war that's going on. Uh, Sony doesn't really want that or like that because it's going to cost them business, most likely. Oh, it could. It definitely could. And uh, basically, Microsoft goes from being, oh, to... Oh yeah, oh, yeah, we got this. It's yeah. like, well, how do we, how do we get people to like our Xbox and all this other stuff, and how to, yeah, how? So this here's how. the thing, right? Following games for years, you're a Sony person. I am definitely a Sony person, and a, and a Switch person. I'm, yeah. a, I'm agnostic when it comes to consoles. I have all three, and uh, you know, I follow Microsoft. For years, right? Yeah. They have wildly popular franchises within the Microsoft infrastructure. I used to like uh, Xbox and the Kinect and all that until yeah. it hurt me. <laughs> How did it hurt you? Um, yeah. Too much working. <laughs> <laughs> Too much working out. <laughs> it's well, like, oh, I thought we were friends. Oh, no. You know, Microsoft at least knows how to handle a franchise. Absolutely, they do. Case in point, most people don't realize Minecraft is a Microsoft Studios product. I did not know that. Where can you not play Minecraft, Royce? Uh, Sony? No, you can play it on Sony. Oh, well, I'm not in. Exactly. You can play it everywhere. Oh, okay. So Sony may be, may be raising a red flag here. Sony may be... Sony may be, may be waving a flag that doesn't need to be waved. We don't know. That's the thing. We don't know. We do not know. We'll take a look at this a little bit further in depth on the blog, but if you think about this, right, there, there is a lot going on behind the scenes. Uh, they're, they're worried about degraded access or, or uh, impossible you know, licensing fees and things like that. I'm sure if they start doing that, they'll get uh, slapped with like Monopoly. You know, basically, they're trying to corner the market. So right. I don't think they'll... They'll play that card. That would be very foolish on their side if they did. Well, it would be amazingly foolish because, I mean, this Activision Blizzard juggernaut has made billions of dollars, and it was a great, yeah, great purchase. You know why? Subscriptions. That's exactly it. Subscriptions make the world go round. And as we take a look at this, we understand Microsoft has been really shrewd in this. And that is where the industry is going, not to console wars, but to subscription wars. The battle rages on. See you Monday on Arbitrage News Daily. Have a great weekend. 
Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC, is a privately held market research company. Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC, is solely responsible for the preparation and distribution of the content of this podcast. The opinions offered in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to be investment advice. Seek a duly licensed professional for investment advice. For more information about the informational research and services offered by Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC, please visit Arbitrage trade.com ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com Let's get this dinner party started. 